You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. And welcome to today's episode where we're talking about living heart-centered. Now, what does that even mean? Well, obviously, it means that we're more heart-centered. So (laughs) we get out of our head. That's really what it means is that we're not living in our head, that we're living more in our heart-centered area. And this tends to be a challenge for people because really our society, culture, just worldview, most of us, Um, if you're listening to this podcast, likely have not been raised in a society or culture that, um, you know, uh, that was very focused on this from from an early age. And from the age of two to 12 years old, that mind is being developed, that thinking mind. And, you know, by 12 years old, it's pretty confirmed that it's that we all have this cognitive thinking, analytical, logical mind, which is not a bad part of us. (laughs) However, it does tend to run the show. And it is the part that we will tend to look look at in order to solve our problems, issues, or really, you know, connect (laughs) with things, connect with ideas, um, people, situations, problems, and everything. And, And the thing is, though, that is not really... Um, the strongest part of who we are. It's just a very small fragment. Um, You know, if we're going to put a number to it, I typically repeat over and over in this podcast is that it's just 10% of who we are. It's just a small fragment of who we are. And living within the heart really gives us more access to um, really just intuitive understandings and um, communication. And The heart is actually the strongest electromagnetic field in our body. And if you haven't heard of this before, there's the HeartMath Institute, which is one of the the institutes that I I follow um, for, you know, any of my information about the heart or backed science. (laughs) They're pretty much the leading edge institute um, that is really highlighting the heart intelligence and how the heart and brain really connect and work together. And if you've seen pictures of the electromagnetic magnetic field that we have around our, ourselves, our body, it is like this donut shape, and it, it extends out from the heart. And that's why, you know, we have technology today that allows us to properly detect the heart rate. And the rhythm that we get from the heart is that reflection of the electromagnetic field that is being projected out all the way, you know, from our limbs and beyond. And the HeartMath Institute even indicated that based on the technology that we do have, that we're able to see that this electromagnetic field from our body, from our heart, goes out 10 feet, at least 10 feet. That's what they're able to detect. Wow, <laughs> like like that is really strong. And so the saying that goes that when you walk into a room and you can just feel, you know, like tension, like 
like you can cut it with a knife, they say, right? You can cut the tension in the room with a butter knife because that's because we are projecting out from our heart. The heart is the center focused area of all those those feelings that, that we feel. So science is showing that the heart has more energetic strength over the entirety of the body. They're even showing that the that the heart produces its own hormones or is a endocrine system. And an endocrine system is basically all the organs within your body that produces hormones, endocrines. And, you know, they're the main ones that we know of is like the pituitary gland and our, we have our adrenals. And, and the heart wasn't really looked at as being a part of this endocrine system. However, they have recently now incorporated it as an endocrine organ because it produces some powerful hormones that are basically signaling components all through our body. Like if you think about it, the heart is the central system that is sending and communicating with everything in your body. It is like the train station. (laughs) It is like the main hub or the main train station or like Atlanta Airport, if anybody has been there, where it's just like this massive hub of all these different connections. And the heart has automaticity. And what that means is that it's it has a, in the heart cell or cardiovascular cell is what they would call it in science, is automatic. It has automaticity in which it will pump on its own. Like it's quite fascinating to watch. <laughs> like the heart cells, if you put a single cell, a single cardiovascular cell into a Petri dish, you will see that cell automatically fire. It's kind of chaotic, but it will fire. And when you combine it with another cell, what is quite amazing is that it begins to sync up with that other cell. And then, of course, the more cells you combine with this single cell that are cardiovascular cells, it starts to really synchronize and have this automaticity that will just flow. Now, the reason why this is fascinating is because it's it's its own source of energy. It's like its own intelligent system, the cell itself by itself. And so if you think about the heart and how all these cardiovascular cells or heart cells are all just lumped together to create the heart, how it just has this synchronized pumping fashion that flows blood throughout our whole body in this rhythm. And you know, it's hard to fully explain, but um, for me, this automatic, rhythmic, synchronistic connection, communication, whatever you want to call it, it is a communication, is mystical for me because modern day science cannot fully comprehend how this happens. Like they have an understanding of what hormone or this is happening and then this is happening and then this is happening. It's kind of like this like stepwise approach. But if we really look at the the main triggering point, like I mean the very, very beginning of what is creating that facilitation, like we don't have an answer. It's beyond our scope of 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 a vision of understanding. It's like looking at an atom under the microscope and not being able to see, you know, the all the complexity of what is not there because it's we don't see anything. 
So, you know, I, I brought this up in the past where it's like if we look at an atom in a 2D image, we see the atom with all of its molecules around it and a lot of empty space. It's like over 80, 90 percent empty space. And the reason why it's empty space is because there is energy there. Like we're able to detect that there's energy there. It's not empty itself. It's just that we're not able to visualize it. It's kind of like looking up at a fan. And if you ever saw a fan spinning on in your ceiling, like a ceiling fan spinning really fast, it almost looked like there's nothing there. And that's because um, it's spinning. <laughs> there's move, There's It's so fast. Our, our, our eyes really don't have the the capacity to, to take snapshots of it. It's kind of like if you had a camera and you're trying to catch um, someone that's playing sports or running or moving really fast, you have to have a really fast, um, you have to have, uh, I don't know what you call it in the camera, but it has to have a really fast s- s- shot of that. Otherwise, you're not able to catch it and still. Um, so the same thing happens though with with the basic atom of, of a heart cell, of <laughs> the it's, there's there's so much energy within it that is f- really intelligent, and I'm bringing this up because in the end I know it's kind of this scientific rant, but it just really highlights my level of appreciation for this intelligence that is beyond that is beyond modern day science to really comprehend. Um, that our heart is intuitively powerful and really able to give us information beyond our full understanding. And so if the heart is truly this powerful communication system and is able to resonate out beyond our body, 10 feet, (laughs) based on our measurements, then why don't we utilize it fully? You know, the heart is the feeling ground. And that's why (laughs) the heart, once we step into the heart, we feel. We really feel. And so that's why we close down. And the reason why it's so hard for us to live fully in the heart is because we close down the heart and we block from feeling and we live in our head. And and it's not something that we have intentionally done because it's not like someone handed us a manual when we were babies and we had that manual throughout life to say exactly what's going on. No, absolutely not. Like everybody was doing exactly what we have been doing and that we closed down because we don't know how to open up and we don't know how to feel and we don't know why we're feeling and we think that what we're feeling is not good. So what do we do? We, we push down and we block because we pull away from any pains or feelings of of sadness or hurt or harm or anything. And then we protect ourselves. So we build these blocks and coping skills around our heart in order to feel safe. You know, in the end, it's really about us feeling safe. And so we learn to not live within the heart because of that, to be living more heart-centered because of this. And, you know, throughout my journey, one of the hardest things to do was to open up, to really just open up open up the heart because that meant that I had to feel a lot of the things that I didn't want to feel for a very, very long time. But it's through the feeling that we can open up to this greater source of communication. And it's, it, it, is, it is a practice of just starting to recognize like, hey, there are, there are energetic blocks here that are not going to just go away if we go around them. There's going to be these barriers or detours that are going to be there. And there's going to be events within our life that are going to force us to go towards those detours. 
um, because our capacity to handle things will be narrow. Um, it's like we have so many blocks and detours on different streets that we can only go down one street as opposed to all these 10 other options that we have because our emotional capacity has narrowed because of closing down the heart. So it's kind of like, you know, if you get frustrated or irritable or um, anxious or uh, or guarded for with different people, different situations, different whatnot, whatever it may be, uncertainty, discomfort, it's all just those blocks or detours that are preventing us from stepping towards that. And the more we start to learn how to step into those discomforts, those feelings, those, you know, uncomfortableness, we we begin to um, understand what it's telling us. We begin to have more understanding. We begin to have more release of emotions and and lifting up the barriers and blocks so that we can be more heart open and heart centered um, so that we can start to connect to this very, very intelligent system within our body that can connect us with better decisions. You know, I mean, have you ever made a decision where you are like, ah, I should have just listened to my heart. I knew that wasn't, you know, you were logically thinking through it and you like knew deep in your heart that there was something else or that you knew deep down in your heart that maybe you should have waited or it wasn't the right time or whatever, whatever it may be. Like we just thought, emotionally in a sense, but logically, in meaning that our logic um, our logic was the one that interpreted the emotion as opposed to really allowing the emotion to um, to communicate what what is really going on. And what I mean by that is just like really intuitively feeling a sense of of with a sense of awareness, but not a spent sense of a reaction reaction meaning that we don't react <laughs> we don't impulsively react our our brain will come to these you know quick conclusions of something and reject the rest because we just want to get away from it <laughs> we don't want to deal with it so we take the the first best answer that comes forward maybe logically as opposed to sitting with it to really like look at everything that maybe it's saying that we're not wanting to look at I hope that makes sense. But <laughs> I'm speaking purely from the heart right now, you know, so I'm not really even thinking about this stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I, for one, definitely will catch myself living more in that logical thinking mind sense. And I, I got to take a breath and step back and really just connect with myself and really feel like, is this right? Uh, do we need to wait? Do we need to look at this? Like, but really feel that sensation and that shift within the heart to get more of an an understanding. It's more of a communication. And it's that direct communication with the heart and mind that needs to be cohesive. And, you know, there's a lot of research out there about how to create more of a heart-brain cohesiveness. Um, HeartMath uh, Institute has done a lot of research on this of how to have this synonymous um, communication between the heart and the brain and not just be it all brain. And this is called heart-brain coherence. And it's it's really fascinating research if if this topic is, if you're open to it, where, you know, the coherence is measured by um, a thing called HRV, which is called heart rate variability. And HeartMath Institute has done a lot of research in this in order to create these devices and, and you know, measurements um, 
of the heart rate variability and how this is a direct reflection of our internal coherence. Internal coherence just means that the whole body is basically communicating, working harmoniously with one another, (laughs) as opposed to working separately, in a sense. So it's um, heart rate variability is very much tied. And what it basically is, is just the variability between your heartbeats, which there's a natural um, difference of uh, or variability between each beat. And, you know, doctors would think that all we need to really know is just the heart rate. And that, you know, if you have a heart rate of 70 beats per minute, then you're good. Um, That means you're calm and relaxed. But no, actually, what we're seeing is that the heart rate variability or HRV is the best determinant of, you know, if you're really healthy. (laughs) Because there's this harmonious coherence that is going on throughout the body or communication. It's saying that the body is harmonious as opposed to disharmonious. And so there's a lot of research and studies with HRV. Um, You know, for example, I'm wearing a a detector called WHOOP, um, W-H-O-O-P, which is just this, you know, for a lot of athletes and people out there that want to track all of their metrics like HRV or breath rate or heart rate. And they also use HRV in order to determine if you're truly healthy. And if it's a low HRV, then it's indicative of something going on, either stress, you know, if the if the body is under attack by any means, you know, disease. Uh, when I caught COVID um, uh, last year, yeah, about a year ago in June of, yeah, June of last year, you know, my whoop my HRV was significantly low. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's telling me, hello, my body's trying to fight something. Um, So there's a lot of research on this. And really, in the end, it's just determining if your body is communicating with it and if with all of who you are, or if there's some disarray, if there's some stress, if there's some um, pathogen or, or foreign entity within our body that is really just not aligned with who you are authentically, like with this harmon- harmonious electromagnetic positive field that needs to be harnessed and created or nurtured within you. And so if you're interested in this whole topic, then I would encourage you go ahead and Google HeartMath Institute and you can check out HRV and maybe you're well aware of this and how it's directly associated with our physical health, our mental health, and so many other things that we can begin to utilize as a sense of biofeedback for us to um, to tangibly recognize, okay, um, there's something that we need to look at here. And that's the main thing. Sometimes we're living in a constant baseline of being blocked or being disconnected or not not feeling that we think that everything is good, um, that we don't know until we kind of remove the stimulus. (laughs) It's almost like getting a tattoo or having a vibrating pen upon your body for so long that it becomes your baseline. Like you become numb to it. You don't know any other way of being. So when I work with people and we start to feel good, like when I get them into that relaxed trance, they, they feel a new baseline and it's something that is unfamiliar to them. And what happens is they start to be more sensitive to the um, negative emotions or the negative feelings or maybe the anxiety that they didn't realize was as bad as it was, for example. And we're, we're constantly living in this baseline. And so when we're not connected with our heart, that could be our baseline. When we're not living more heart-centered, it could be our baseline because we're just so used to numbing ourselves or disconnecting ourselves. I want to talk about how you know, being more connected and living within the heart-centered place and just opening up more 
opens the door to more positive experiences. And it shifts our vibration too. You know, the, that electromagnetic vibration is, um, if you listen to the last episode on emotional intelligence, you know, vibe higher with emotional intelligence, there is, a again, a baseline that our body is constantly feeling. And so when we become aware of what that baseline is, we can start to consciously shift it and consciously step into, you know, being more heart-centered and breathing and doing um, techniques that help us clear or open space by, you know, meditating or doing exercises or getting out and walking in nature or grounding yourself or doing yoga or whatever it is is that just that just brings you a shift into that positive higher vibrating place of love gratitude contentness you know whatever the, whatever you need to feel so you can create a beautiful experience within life that's why we're all here <laughs> we're all here to live harmoniously and to really just you know to to grow evolutionarily to grow into these you know um enlightened beings that's that's how i what i believe i feel and so this is my contribution <laughs> so i hope this was helpful and i hope that you know you gain some some you know gain some knowledge i'll put links below with the um, heart math institute and you know maybe some research that i have read from their um from from their website um, and feel free to connect with me about this topic. I am live on Insight Timer every Friday at 9.30 Eastern. Um, Insight Timer is my favorite meditation app, and I'm a teacher on there. So connect with me live if you want to talk further about this. This topic um, will be on there in a couple of weeks. Uh, but coming up this Friday, we're going to talk about the prior um episode that I have, which has gone on emotional intelligence. So uh, check me out this Friday if you like, but otherwise I'll um, look forward to connecting in the future. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. And I hope you gain some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe. You can also join me, your host, on Instagram to continue this conversation, ask questions, or just to give us feedback because we love hearing from you, the listener. Just search in the handle Ann Balkansky, or you can check below in the show notes all of our social media links as well as how else you can get connected. Until next time, have a great one.